This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. What's up, everybody? This is the Chasing the Tide Saltwater segment with Alan Finn Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols, so come along for the Saltwater Shenanigans. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another segment of Chasing the Tide Saltwater Fishing Podcast on the Palin Finn Network. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols, and tonight we're joined by a special guest, uh, Sean Restanis. Restanis. I got it. See, I was hoping I wouldn't butcher your last name. That's one thing I was like... Uh, see, we even talked before we started, before I hit this record button here, and and just to get it right, I'm, for some reason I see that word, I don't say Rasta, 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 but it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been 20 years since I've been Rasta, so. Probably been, probably been butchered more than I did, <laughs> probably over the years. So. It has been. Yeah, man, well, I, you know, I met a few of you guys over at the uh, Hobie Bass Open on Seminole. Um, I know y'all just had a, a trip over to my way over, well, North Texas up towards Lake Fork and fish that one up there and, and can, uh, justify some of the brutal conditions that lake can throw at you. Yes. Um, you know, we don't mind talking about freshwater on this show cause, uh, you know, it's all fishing is good to go, but yes, I do like to concentrate on the saltwater side of things on this one, but, um, man, uh, man, I'm stoked to have you on, man. I appreciate you getting on here with me and, uh, what can you, uh, introduce yourself to everybody and, uh, you know. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I'm Sean Restanis. I guess my handle, I don't know what, what, what the kayak people call it. Uh, <laughs> the, you know, the, the things I go on on the forums and things. I'm Darth Yacker because I'm a, a huge Star Wars fan, obviously. You know, grew up in the 70s and, well, young young boy in the 70s. And, uh, Same here. I li- <laughs> live in, um, in Metairie, Louisiana, which is, you know, just minutes from New Orleans. And, um you know, so I'm married, uh, got a 10 year old daughter and, uh, my life resolves around my family, my work and, 
my kayak club actually you know i probably do more with the club than i actually do with fishing it seems because we're always we're always doing something you know and it's easier to hop online and do something or um you know write something down or, or, or try yes. to do things you know so i i enjoy every minute of it oh yeah and um and it, for those of y'all that don't know that um he's talking about the the bayou coast kayak fishing club um so let tell tell everybody about that. Tell them a little bit about that while we while we got that topic fresh on yeah. our minds right now. So I joined the club probably about seven years ago, uh, seven or eight years ago, I guess. Um, Bayou Coast has been around for a lot longer. Uh, I understand it's it's probably one of the largest kayak fishing clubs in the nation. We have over 500 paid members, I think, oh, cool. um, that pay an annual membership, and then we have close to uh, five or six thousand people on our Facebook group that you know contribute you know and, and come in um kayak angler magazine actually interviewed one of uh, the guys who started the club todd lewis todd's a great guy um and uh apparently we have two of the oldest kayak tournaments in the nation um our paddlepalooza i think is the oldest we're actually um hosting i think it's i don't know if it's our 15th or 16th paddlepalooza and our 15th uh annual fall and tide this year so this thing started Back in 2005, you know, when kayak, I think kayak fishing was probably still in its infancy. And infancy, then, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and now you're seeing it exploding. Yes. Um, you know, with the, especially, I mean, you got Bassmaster now um, yes. in, involved in it. I mean, obviously Hobie's got their thing. They're on their second year, Bassmaster. Yes. Um, the Hobie Worlds is, is a huge deal. Uh, I think more and more people are getting to know about the Hobie Worlds. Uh, just... And, you know, that's one of those tournaments that you're doing it for the privilege. You know, it's not about the money. Right. um, It's not about the prizes or anything like that. It's all about getting an opportunity to go fish against some of the best fishermen in the world. In the world. In the world. world. In the world. I mean, because there are countries. I mean, you've got Australia, Brazil, China, you know, um, U.S., Canada. Sweden. Yeah. Europe, um, everywhere. It's like you get to represent your nation. Yeah, and go and fish against everybody else, man. Yeah. And then, well, last year it was in Australia where they caught the sea brim. They were fishing in yeah. like Sydney Harbor or wherever they were last year. I can't exactly remember where, but uh, so, it looked so we're, insane. We're we're actually fortunate enough in our club to compete against uh, Steve Lassard. Don't know if you know Steve. Yes, but the only two the time IFA, I've, I've heard his name quite a bit. In the the only two time Hobie World Champion uh, yes. fishes in our club, so we get to fish against him like, in every tournament. Oh, wow. So. Wow. You know, you kind of you kind of pace yourself. It's like, okay, you know, if I could beat Steve in this tournament, I did pretty good. You know, um, he's yeah. he's definitely got the target on his back. But he's a good guy. Um, you know, he's he's very competitive. Um, Brendan Bayard's another guy in our club that that fishes in the Hobie Worlds. Uh, you know, we got a lot of the other guys that fish. Matthew Van. Yeah, uh, he's out of Florida. Yeah, he's out he's of Pensacola our, area. He, he's yeah. a stick, man. He's a stick. Yeah, he's he's in the club. Uh, we get we get a lot of people from outside the state that come in. Especially recently, we started a um, a championship series. I think we're going our fourth year now, and basically qualifying the one tournament and then um, and then get to, to fish the championship. And it's limited to about 40 people, you know. Yeah. So it's 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 hard to get in, and the prizes are really good for 40 people, you know. I mean, this year yeah. for our championship, I think uh, this year I know we're giving away first place is a brand new native Slayer plus I think two thousand dollars in cash. Oh you wow, know, that's a that's five a pretty six thousand dollar price. Pretty good price price pack. Well, you didn't y'all just have um, was that 
you you guys club that did the minimalist challenge minimalist challenge yeah we yeah, talk uh, about that a little bit that's pretty cool concept i could there's a a, a trail over here that did this for a while and i yeah. want you to touch on that one too yeah minimalist despite it being one of the toughest times of the year to fish and being one of the toughest tournaments to fish it's sold out every year for the last six or seven years um and when i say sell out we limit the number of people that enter because of the parking space it's a shotgun launch from one area oh wow <laughs> the uh the anglers don't know about the baits until the morning of so basically cool. they show up with a kayak and the rods and reels and all and the baits in the terminal hooks tackle a little bit of no oh, hooks too hooks yeah no no yeah they, they i think they're allowed to bring swivels and that's it swivels oh, wow. super glue wow. swivels and super glue uh that's leader about material. it in leader material right yeah. But um, so this year we had uh, Berkeley Pure Fishing is actually uh, was the sponsor and uh, they gave us a juke bait. And I think we had five soft plastics, um, varying various type of soft plastics. And so those are the only baits you're allowed to fish with. And, you know, it's one of those things that if you lose one, that's it. You yeah, know, you, you've it. got you're yeah. down to five baits. Right. Uh, so, you know, our, our prior club president actually one year rigged up a double rig. <laughs> first cast he got it all up lost oh. two of his baits oh and, man uh, it was tough but this year we had a good turnout you know january's a tough year to fish and you, we were targeting i think it was two reds i think 10 trout and flounder but no one ever catches a flounder in january right. yeah um and i mean you'd be surprised what some of the some of the bags brought in it was just incredible what some of these guys were able to do in january yeah uh, with, with these baits i mean it's just an incredible fish i drew some anglers in uh what Vince Ray came over from Mississippi, I think. Oh, we uh, y'all draw a big. I, I'm definitely coming over for some of these because we had a we had a trail here called the Saltwater Survival Series, and that's what they would do too. They'd give you, uh, egret bait sponsored it, so you, mm -hmm. you could have a topwater, you could have some of the voodoo shrimp or the kicking mullet, the mambo mullet, uh, the bite the little bayou chub oh, yeah. or whatever they're called. So you could have your own terminal tackle, jig heads, and like a popping cork or whatever. Uh -uh. But 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 once but you could put. The soft plastics on there, but once you lost them, that was it. You had a one. I think the last one they they did away with it last year. That was the last part of the series it did away with. But it but it was it really levels that playing field and makes it pretty fun, you know. So it it does. <laughs> it does, you know. And then we get people wanting popping corks a lot, and sometimes if they get a top water, what they'll do is they'll they'll tie a leader onto that top water and try to use it as a cork. I've done it before. I haven't caught anything with it yet. That's but that's you know. a deal here in Texas. They there's a company actually calls it a two one two rig, and they actually have they sell it as a a small Spook Junior style bait with a uh -huh. with a, about an eighteen inch leader tied on with a jig head, and, yeah. and they sell it in a package. Uh, you know they're marketing that they they that's was a big thing down you know in Laguna Madre and South Padre area and stuff over here. Um, so, so that's funny you say that, that they were like rigging it up to use it. No, so I mean, you know, we had, uh, we limited to, to, to club members get the first shot because we are limited. It's 135 spots. Okay. And we sold out this year, I think was our, was a record. We sold out in four days. I think we sold 120 wow. spots in the first 48 hours. And then the next 15 spots over the next two days. Um, we had guys from Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, um, you know, and those are guys that have, you know, they're, they're paid members. We didn't have any non-paid member get into the tournament, unfortunately. We just didn't have enough room, yeah. um, you know, to, to accommodate everybody. But uh, it's it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's it's one of those it's one of those tournaments like like Lake Fork this past weekend. It's like you know, you you're cursing and you're swearing under your breath and you just you hate it. And and then at the end of the day, you're like, I I can't stand this tournament. And you walk away. I'll see you guys next year. <laughs> you know, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. 
I'll be back. I'll be I'll back. back. You, yep. you just want more of it because yeah. you know eventually you're going to hit it on the right day and you're going to do yeah. good. Well, I know we, we have some quite a few listeners here in Texas. I am hope, hope hope we're branching out and get some more listeners elsewhere. That's why I'm trying to bring on um, guests from all over the, the Gulf and up the eastern seaboard, Absolutely. you know, with our similar fisheries and everything. And it, the same type of fish, you know, redfish, trout, flounder, we love to chase. Um, so what – as far as uh, you don't have to be from Louisiana to join your your club, correct? Oh so, no, no, so I could, not. As it te- being in Texas, so I could join. What is the dues, the yearly dues to join the club? I think it's it's either twenty five or thirty dollars a year, you know. And basically, um, you know, it gets you access into the forum, but it also gets you entry first first in line for for Minimalist Challenge, but also it gives you entry into our championship series, which mm. you can anybody can fish those tournaments, but you you don't want you don't earn points for angler of the year and we pay out our top five angler of the years oh and cool I think ah, first place awesome. first place angler of the year is like a thousand dollars so it's yeah. not bad and then um you get um you qualified for the championship series which again you know uh last year first place was two thousand second place was fifteen hundred third place was a grand and again you're only competing it's 40 people and the entry fee is like 40 50 bucks so it's a pretty good payout at the end of the year that's for, pretty cool or forty or fifty dollar, yeah, entry fee, and we and, try and to do it to, to you know some of these bass tournaments. The entry fees are extremely high; they're two thirty five, yes. two fifty. Um, we try to keep it down. Most of our tournaments are thirty dollars to enter, simply because we try to keep it for people. You know, we we recognize that some people live paycheck to paycheck. We got some younger guys. We got guys in college. Yeah. We've had guys in high school. Um, thirty dollars is a lot for some of these people. You know, yes. so we want we want it. To where these everybody can fish, you know, if they want if they want to compete, it's mostly it's about getting together. I mean, I look at it as getting together. I love competing, but boy, I love getting together with these guys. We have a great yeah. Time. The camaraderie is is what kind of drew me into the whole tournament scene. You know, yeah. um, like we were talking before. You know, I'd been saltwater fishing for quite a while, and I had did a few tournaments here and there, some IFAs and some stuff like that here and there. But mainly, I just was I, I fun fished a lot, you know. But then, you know. I found out there's this whole other world of the bass fishing side of thing. And it was just mm-hmm. like, you know, and I was still paddling at the time. I still paddle a lot now. I have quite a few paddle kayaks that I still like to sneak in a little the marshes that you can't get a boat in and kind of sneak back in the back canals mm-hmm. and everything and some deep, some marsh lakes and stuff. So, um, you know, when I found out that I was like, oh, my gosh, there's like a whole other world out there. And it just, you know, it took off, you know, it's just like. I was like, I didn't know what to do. There was just so many tournaments, and then trying to fish both fresh and salt. It's just like, which one do I pick? <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's. I'm, I'm dealing with that same issue right now, and uh, it's tough. Fortunately, we don't have any tournaments in February, and February, generally speaking, can be one of the worst times of year, at least in my opinion. I know some people disagree with me to fish in Louisiana, um, but boy, I mean, two Hobie Bass Open tournaments in February. I was like, oh, this, this yeah. is lining up perfectly. It's lining up good. Yeah, yeah I, Fe- February in my area is is usually I'm finding you know deep um, deep shell and, and channel swing and drop offs with ledges and stuff and usually chasing some pretty good speckled trout you know this time of year so um, they're catching them right now they're catching them on top water under a cork over here and uh, we're, we're having it we have a tournament next month and I've talked to guys they were going out yesterday today I mean they're limiting out on trout right now on top water. It's and that, crazy yeah, in February. Yeah, I mean, well, we got a so big warm. Arctic blast coming through here tonight, mm-hmm. which is, if for everybody listening, 
this is recorded on um, Fat Tuesday. So I'm, I'm keeping Sean here from out partying with everybody else on the streets of New Orleans, <laughs> keeping him safe and, and sound at home tonight, yapping his yapping with me on the podcast here. But yeah, man. Uh, so what area is that you're you're talking about right now? Where where they're hitting all the trout? Um, so actually, it's a, it's in Golden Meadow, Louisiana, <clears throat> which is on Highway One, probably about an hour outside of New Orleans. Um, we're actually going to be doing a podcast next week on our podcast about it. We have a tournament in March that's a trout tournament, uh, 10 trout, one flounder. Um, you know, most of our tournaments are not CPR because, right. you know, we've lowered the limits. We have right. really generous limits in Louisiana. Yes. Yes, I do. mean, our, our trout limit is 25 a person. That's probably going to change because there's been yes. the coming up. Yeah. yeah uh, but, you know, we, we normally do our tournaments maybe a, a 10 trout limit at the most, mm -hmm. um, sometimes five. It just depends. And so for this tournament, it'll be 10 trout, one flounder. Uh, and, March and the, is just a the redfish. The redfish is still five. Five, yeah. And there's five. a tw 20 to 27 inch slot. Is that no, uh, 16 so, to 27. 16 to 27. Mm -hmm. And the trout is 25 at 12 inches or bigger. So, so the trout is 12 inches. Right. And there's no size limit on them except, I think, in Lake Charles area. Yeah. But you the rest of Louisiana. 25, the, 25, 25 is the back. See you here, keep, we. You can keep anything over. Any size you want. Right. Yeah, we used to have, we could keep 10, and they could all have to be over 15. Mm. But recently, we just went to five. They all have to be over 15, but we can only have one over 25 inches. And <laughs> the years the years that we did that, um, they didn't do it on the north coast, north of the uh, Colorado River, Matagorda Bay. Um, they finally did that last September for the north coast of Texas. But the years that since we changed in my area, I've seen a tremendous increase in, in bigger trout. Have I mean, you? It, it has helped it tremendously. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I just wish they banned those croaker. Sorry. I hate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish it's... they banned the, the croaker fishing. Uh, so the bait, you know, Louisiana, ah. Louisiana is, is, you know, and I don't know a lot about the science behind it. Um, but Louisiana is such a different estuary because it's it's a it's a spawning ground, you know. I mean, yes. right now March is the transition. I mean, if you get over a 25 inch trout in Louisiana, that's a trophy trout. Yes. You know, in, in Louisiana, you know, um, I've only caught one over 25, and and that was a very special day that it, it yeah. the stars all aligned. But you catch a 25 plus inch trout in Louisiana, that is a big trout, you know. Um, yes. and down here, I know in, elsewhere, it's it's you know it, it it may not be common, but it's not all yeah. that uncommon to catch them. We get a lot of 12 inch trout, um, yeah. you know, and at 12 inches they're ready to spawn. Yes. And so, um, I find the 12 inch ones taste better anyway. So. That's how I feel about redfish. The the ones right at 20, 21, mm -hmm. you know. They don't have as distinct a bloodline. You can kind of trim a little bit away. You get rid of that kind of a strong taste. And yeah. the trout, I like the smaller trout. You get a trout over 17, 18 inches, they start getting a, a sandy texture to when you fillet them. They get a mm -hmm. different texture to them. So, yeah, I, I like – if I'm going to keep a, some trout, I'm going to keep some smaller ones anyway. Same thing with the redfish. And black drum, I eat black drum all day long. Black uh, drum, sheep's yeah. head down here. Yeah, sheep head. Light, lightly dusted in seasoned flour and make a, a, a lemon butter sauce in the pan, pan fry. You can't beat that. <laughs> it's good. It's good it's stuff. Good. Little lump crab meat on top. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, those are good stuff, man. I, yeah, black drummer fun. We got, we got plenty of them to go around too. So, but yeah, like you're saying over there, 
a 25 inch trout is, is that's a pretty big accomplishment over there. I mean, just to put things in per- perspective, uh, I think the month of December I had seven over 24 inches. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, you seven know. Or, uh, it was over six. I know that it was up, it was up there. Now, on, 24 on, and 27 inches. My biggest was like 26.75. I hadn't bust 30 yet this year. On, but, a, on a good day, you know, how many trout will you catch? I mean, if the, if the trout are really, really biting. Oh. <laughs> the last time I really went out and put a hammer on them, we have some uh, river estuaries that when it, we get these cold snaps, they move up into the deeper water. Uh-huh. I want to say I probably caught 60 fish in probably four hours. Yeah, yeah, that's it's about down here. Same thing. You yeah. can you can if you really get on them, you know. Um, uh, you know, we had we had a championship tournament in November, and I mean to tell you some of the trout that were brought in were good trout over here. You know, three four pound trout. Yes. But yeah. they were hammering them. I mean, they were hammering yeah. them that morning, and uh, it was a spot I was heading to later in the morning. I just thought the water was too cold. Uh, it was 50 degrees, but they were there biting that morning. I was like, oh, no, you know, I can't yeah. believe I didn't go there first thing. The guys that did obviously did really well in the tournament. Usually that uh, that 50-degree mark is when they really, really like to slow down. Um, yeah. I know I know some of the bigger trout are a little more hardy, and, and you'll find them up a little shallower than the smaller trout um, when that water drops that that low especially in my in the area around where i fish in in central on the central texas coast that i i tend to find them they want to you know the smaller ones are staged out back over to drop off and the big ones as the day warms up you get some 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 sun heating the the, the flats and stuff those fish will be right up on the edge and like three four foot of water and mm-hmm. the, the smaller ones will still be out off that drop off quite a bit you know so the, the bigger trout that you can find here sometimes solo cruising around you can you can get on them sometimes it's pretty cool to see all that and kind of see it over the years how it how it it's almost like a pattern you can kind of depend on it sometimes after those warm days so it's it's, it's fun to figure that kind of stuff out so it is you no know, it is it's man i i love saltwater fishing i mean yeah i like catching them bass man but uh them saltwater fish taste way better anyways <laughs> <laughs> and uh, apparently keeping bass to fry them up is frowned upon from what i hear yeah. so we used to eat them all the time when i was young I, i'd rather catch like a white bass or like a a, a speckled perch crappie i'd rather yeah. catch those if i'm going to eat a freshwater fish and those are running right now too over here the white bass are are thick right now so yeah. you know as we were talking out you know we're trying to get we're, we're kind of touching on some of the differences in our fisheries where you live in louisiana where i'm at in texas so um you know I never. I, I wanted to get in on what what got you into kayak fishing. Had, had, did you start um, fishing at a young age, and you just kind of just decided, that, hey man, I can just throw a kayak in the back of my truck, or or what got you going in that? You know, I kind of we started. I started rambling on earlier. <laughs> I wanted to throw that in real quick before I forgot about. Nah. So it's a, you know it's it's probably similar to a lot of stories. My uh, my grandfather used to take me out fishing when I was younger, saltwater fishing, and I loved it. And, uh, then, um, my, my grandmother passed away at some point and he moved on and he stopped fishing. And then I went to college and started working and then, you know, you, you get out of it at some point. I said, you know, I'm in my, I was probably in my twenties. I said, I'm going to buy a boat. And, you know, I lived in Baton Rouge and you still went on my boat, but it was always, you know, you, you always hear people say, Oh, you know, I'll, I'll go fishing with you. And it's for some reason, it was always problems finding people to go fishing <laughs> with you. Yeah. And I didn't like to go out on the boat by myself. Because yeah, it's just safety issues, I think, yeah. and it's a lot easier when you've got somebody with you to help you launch and get back in. I'd do it, just didn't like it, and I didn't right. find it as fun. 
um, running around by yourself. Mm-hmm. Then uh, about seven or eight years ago, um, I had some friends uh, tell me, hey, you need to come out in this kayak. You know, and it's like, man, plastic boat. I got a, I got a real <laughs> boat, you know. So it was actually, it was kind of an odd time in my life because I was uh, just a lot going on. Just had a new baby, issues at work, you know, hitting 40 or so. And then you get a lot going on, really stressed. And they took me out and uh, it was, it was for, actually it was for the Falling Tide Tournament. It was the first time I ever fished in a kayak. I took third place Big Red. I was in a, uh, a paddle kayak. <laughs> uh, just had no idea what I was doing. I knew how to fish, but I just, you know, kayak. I took mm. third place, big red in that, that tournament. I was hooked. I then went the next three yeah. years without placing in any <laughs> tournament. <but laughs> yeah. I tell you, I was in that paddle. It was my first kayak. I, I went and bought a kayak like two months later. Um, a perception pescador, I think from Academy. And That's I had started out in a like lot a of people start out 11 and a half foot pescador. Yeah. Out. I bought a, a seat that was a little higher. I, I don't I have no idea how I used to fish out of that thing. Like for real. <laughs> you know, I stayed in that. I think God, I may have been in that one for six months and I was like, I gotta get a Hobie. So I actually got the, the Hobie the the first time they came out with a new seat. And um then uh one of the club officers in our club said, Look, we see your poster reports that seem involved. Would you like to maybe run for office and be one of the officers? We have six or seven officers. I said, sure. Um, you know, I, I could do that. So I got into that. I started doing that and then it just kind of snowballed from there. You know, I, I, um, my wife, uh, she's, she's a good wife. She's a really good woman. She's a good wife. She's very tolerant with my fishing because she knows it means a lot to me. But I mean, I, if I showed you my cell phone today, I've got five different groups I'm in right now with different people about text messages, about fishing, just today on a Tuesday, you know, yes. t- same here, <laughs> We're talking about everything same here from Ben Gate, you know, <laughs> yes. yeah, everything's, everything's going off, you know, today. I've seen yeah. people running simulations of boards and, and all this stuff. It's, it's full, full noodles on boards. And, full, yes. <laughs> you know, what, what's funny about that is that a lot of the Texas guys are, were leading the pack on putting that out there. And I was like, Oh my gosh, they lighten up, man. I mean, they're, <sighs> yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know if it if it if it made any difference or not, but I think uh, the gentleman was probably so far ahead in second place it wouldn't have mattered. Matter. But I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't right. know enough about the facts to comment on on really anything. So I'm, I'm not going to do that. Same here. That's yeah. why I stay out of things. I'm like going to kind of wait for all the information yep. to come in. You know. Yeah. But as I one of the tournament directors for our club. You know, I'm real interested to see because I want to see how what, what Hobie does and, and how they do it because obviously, you know, we, we are moving into doing some CPR tournaments, mm-hmm. probably not so much with the trout, but more like redfish mm-hmm. because a lot of the guys like to to catch the fish. They fish a lot of tournaments. They don't want to eat the fish. They, they really want to go out there for the sport. They enjoy sight casting them, fishing mm-hmm. them, and releasing them. I mean, yes. we've even got some guys that will bring them in do a live weigh-in with the redfish yes. and then release them if they can do it at the marina, which is, yes. is really great, you know? That's so. we have. We have a few, three trails here that do the, well, actually it's four because we have that one event. We have a event here called uh, Ray Del Mar, and it's a two-day event. One day you fish offshore, the next day you fish for redfish. Wow. So, and one day you, it's like a mixed bag, you know, snapper, ling, or, or kingfish, Spanish mackerel. And then they have a champion that day. They have a champion on the redfish. And then if you fish both, 
you got an aggregate weight and you're the king of the salt. King now, was that sea. is that all in kayaks? That's all in kayaks yeah. in Corpus Christi, Texas. Yes. Wow. So I yeah. know they do something similar in in like the Pensacola Destin area. I think yes, they do. Yes, they do something there too. Yeah, yeah, I forget I forget the name of the tournament. Maybe King King of the Island or king of something. Island, something. Yeah, yeah but yeah, it's the, the kingfish same... and stuff are is you got to take you got to possess them and you can't bring them in alive. But the redfish, I mean, I, I termed it redfish fish with a partner of mine, and we got the full setup in the back with the with the injection with the bubbler and the separation little net to keep them separated and live and kicking. You put the G juice in there, keep them stole that from like the bass side of things. And you know, there's, there's what one, two, three Lone Star kayak series, uh, saltwater survival series, um, saltwater angler series. And then the radio martyrs all live weigh-ins for the redfish tournaments and the Rudy's, the Rudy kayak series. too. Yeah. I think y'all have, yeah. So let me ask you this. When y'all go offshore, um, I mean, how far out are you going, guys? Are you guys going for like snapper and stuff? Three to four miles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's. We, I, we can get to the the short rigs or close uh, three to four miles out. Depends on. See, we can drive on the beach here, so a lot mm-hmm. of places you have a four wheel drive, you can just drive to where you want to launch and position wow. yourself, and maybe have another guy with you that can set up in another spot, and you can kind of use the current to kind of drift back down, kind of so, stuff like that. Yeah. We we can't. I don't think we can do that in Louisiana. I, I mean, I don't know anybody that does in Mississippi. They start uh, the the closest ones I think over here that we go to is Pensacola. Pensacola, yes sir. And I know uh, Brandon Barton and Matthew Van. They run some yes. guide service over there. And I've been with Brandon a couple of times, and I had no idea you could go two miles out of Pensacola and catch red snapper. I mean, twenty pound oh, yeah. red snapper out of a kayak. It's incredible. Yeah, that 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 tournament called the Goat. They're yeah. about to have in June. Uh, you know, they put that near shore reef in 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 the bear. Yeah, yeah. The bar and the bear, yeah, however right. you say it. And they put that reef in. It's probably a mile and three quarter off the beach, and you're in like super deep water, and you're you can jig up snapper. I mean, they they catch they catch little small mahi mahi like within like two miles of the beach. Oh, I mean, look, sailfish, they, sailfish, two three miles. Sailfish. Yeah. I went with I went with Brandon um, this past summer. Uh, you know, they they do tarpon out there too. Yes. And he's he's really gotten the hang of tarpon fishing. We hooked into one. And uh, I was with my buddy. My buddy handled it for Brandon, hooked it up, handed the rod to my buddy. My buddy fought it for a while. We got a couple of good tail dances with it. He was like, I'm done. You take the rod. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to get him now. So I cranked down on him. I got him up to the top and then pop, pops the line. It was probably 120, 125 pound tarpon. Oh, man, that's awesome. You know, it, it, it's awesome. I and mean, they've got some really good videos of that. Um, again, I had no idea the stuff you could catch uh, out of a kayak the last couple yes. of years. You know? Yeah, it's, it's it's super cool. We get a good times of year that we got a lot of tarpon moving here. You know, you luck into them in the kayak, but the majority of them we catch in like the backwaters in like canals and stuff like that. We can catch the small juvenile ones here. And then we also have a quite a bit of a snook population moving north up into our waters. Really? So so we we've uh, yeah, I've had I've caught some some snook in my area, especially around the Corpus, Port Aransas, even South Padre's got a a lot moving up, but I've, I've called them as far up, up as here. And some, some other people have called them in Galveston Bay, Colorado river, Matagorda Bay. Uh, you know, the, it's definitely changed. We have a lot of mangroves that have moved up and, and I mean, you can't go out on water without seeing a little beans floating around like the little seeds. Yeah. You know, it's definitely, it's definitely moved up further North than what it used to be. Now, have any uh, of you guys made a trip over to, to Los Buzos yet in Panama? Oh, not yet. I have it. Um, we had some of the guys from the team, you know, yeah. from Jackson, went over last year and had had a good time and uh you know it just looks pretty dang rad i want to go over there and catch some of them cabreras and a rooster fish <laughs> so 
Speaking of, on the Jackson team, I don't know, uh, Chuck Bayhan. Yes. Uh, yes. He's, he's on the Jackson he's on, team. He's on our team. He lives in Louisiana. Yeah. And he lives so in Louisiana. Does, uh, Scott Myers lives there, too. So yeah. I'm friends with both of them. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're both good guys. So uh, Chuck went with uh, four or five other guys in our in our club. They went, I think, in December. Yes. And Chuck caught the pending IFA record rooster fish. Yes, he did. So uh, it's it's it was a monster. Uh, but they caught all kinds of stuff, and uh, I'm sure you've seen the video by now. The guy with the marlin. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, Adam Fist. He, he yeah. He he fished. I think he's he might still be on Jackson. He was in a Hobie when he caught that. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's insane. That's the second one he's caught over there. This one was quite that's substantially bigger, and some of the footage that Robert Field got um, was just insane. Some of the some of the jumping footage that he had, and yeah, man, it was insane. What a fish to catch on a kayak. It's like crazy. I'd be happy with a sailfish, you know, 80 pound sailfish, much less a 500 pound marlin. <laughs> I would love a sailfish. Yeah, that's that would be a dream right there. Yeah, that's a that's a bucket list for sure. We had a guy here, Chris Castro. He was actually my first guest uh, guest on the the first edition, first segment of this podcast when we started it out, and uh, he caught one off of Corpus Christi, probably four and a half miles out, three miles out in about 42 foot of water. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Just one of them deals. It's just like insane. Uh, he's got that's all on YouTube too. He's a next level fishing. He's he's a pretty good stick. He he chases big trout. He he's like me. This time of year we like to chase those big trout. <laughs> <laughs> so um, like we're, we're the the area you target a lot. Um, like uh, you talk about Grand Isle and all that. Is that more of a marsh estuary? So or well, Grand a, Isle is the only inhabited barrier island in Louisiana. Okay. Um, you know, we've got we've got other islands. Most of them you have to get a you have to get a boat to, to get to. Great out, you can drive. It's it's inhabited. I mean, people live there. Um, you know, it's a it's a world renowned fishery, and uh, you know they've actually been catching trout there year round for the last year or so, just because yeah. it's, the winter's been warmer. Right. Um, but really, the the area what they call the Highway One corridor. Uh, if you look at a map, it, it's it's Highway One that takes you straight down all the way to Grand Isle. Yes. And the fisheries down there are incredible. I mean, you've got Basons and Golden Meadow, which are really good, which is you know where we'll be fishing next month. Mm-hmm. Then you go a little bit further, Leeville. Leeville's got some. Uh, it's, it's, Leeville's been known for giving up some really big trout in Louisiana. You know, um, for some reason it tends to hold some really big trout. Then you go down the next really place down further is is uh, is going to be Grand Isle. So that's that's the one area. Most of that, I don't know if I'd really call it marshy area. I mean, they've got some marsh, mm-hmm. but when I think of the marsh areas, I'll, I'll think more like in um, further up. Yeah, further up, Delacro, Delacro, Homa, Hopedale, Homa. But yeah, well, Delacro, Hopedale, um, and in those places. Now those yes. get real grassy. Right. You know, it's a real clean water. You get a lot of fresh water mixed in. Yes. So literally, you're catching trout, redfish. Bass. bass, yes. All on the same yeah. estuary. It's, it's crazy. Yes. Uh, then the other big area is, is going to be Highway 23, which goes down to Venice, Louisiana. Venice, yes. Uh, yeah, right. and so that's a, that's a whole other fishery. It's kind of like I, I, probably those are the three big fisheries that at least our club fishes because right. they're all within easy driving distance of that. Then okay. you've got the Lake Charles area, which is completely different. Then It's more of a trout, I think, and flounder thing. They catch a lot of flounder yeah. over there. And y'all, you guys' tournaments um, – are all of them shotgun starts, or is there like a roadrunner? You just kind no. of put in wherever, any public launch you can. Yeah. So this year, I uh, 
I was doing something a little different. Um, this is my fourth year as tournament director, and every year I mix them up, you know, and I like to do okay. different yes. things. Last year we had a team tournament. Yeah, last year we had a team tournament. It was a lot of fun because you had to fish with a team member and you couldn't fish. You had to be within sight distance of them. So like no splitting up, you know, and that was a lot of fun. It was challenging in its own unique way. Um, But uh, so this year we're doing more shotgun launches. Uh, Minimalist is one. The other one I'm giving the option of like you can launch from one or two launches and another one from the other two from one or two launches. And and the reason really I did that was – we've we've got a forum we've got a website you know and all that but you find that more and more people are moving to facebook because it's so much easier to get on you can tag something you can put things on and it's done when we started putting more emphasis on facebook we really found that we were just increasing in numbers and we have people joining every day it's crazy and so we get a lot of new guys coming in and i was trying to make it more competitive for those guys you know Mm -hmm. So if you've got places where, you know, like, for instance, down Highway 23, it can be a little tricky because there's all these different places you can launch, combat launches and all that, and it can be a little intimidating. But when you say, okay, this tournament we got in March, you can launch it. One of these two launches. These are the only two right. launches you can launch from, right? Right. Everybody starts feeling they're a little bit on a little bit more evil, even playing field. Right. Uh, yes. And so I do that for a lot of the new guys to get them used to an area maybe they're not fishing right. and, and let them – kind of explore those areas a little bit. Yes. I, I like I like for people to get out of their comfort zone and fish different areas, but I like to also try to make it as fair as possible if we can, you know. Yeah, that's, I, I love exploring. I love going to mm-hmm. places I've never been and, 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 and then putting it together and figuring it out. And that's one thing about, you know, me fishing over here and then I'll go, say, if I go over to Louisiana, you know, I don't have to go buy a whole new set of lures and stuff mm. or, or different colors. Like some of the bass lakes, you might have to do that when you fish a bass tournament. You might, well, I might have to change colors. That water might be more stained or, or this might not work over there. I, I don't have any of those. They are catching them on this spinner bait and we're catching them on this crank bait. I don't have crank baits like that. You know, I, I mean, you could pretty much throw something together in, in salt water and usually do pretty good if you figure it out, you know, you know, shallow, deep shell, Find some structure, find grass lines, find pilings, you know, little marsh drains and stuff like that, depending on tide and, and, and salooner and all that good stuff. Because I, I look at everything when I fish, man. I, I'm a stickler for uh, for following my my tidal influence, even if it's in a wind-driven tidal yeah. movement, water movement. You know, uh, yeah. stuff, stuff keys them fish to feed. Mm-hmm. And once you figure that out, you figure a lot out. <laughs> I, look, I tell people, and I was telling people this week because we had some questions about Fallen Tide coming up. said, you know, our two big tournaments are in April uh, and in and, and, uh, October. And I said, in those two months, you could literally have these two baits in your kayak, yes. and you can catch all three fish you need, which are redfish, yep. trout, and flounder. I said, yep. you, have a, you have a top water, and, and a- you have you a voodoo shrimp under a cork, under a yep. popping cork. Yep. If you and, and Really, you don't even need a top water. If you have a yeah. voodoo shrimp under a popping cork, yeah. I have caught all three species and many, yes. many of those species yes. just on that one rig. Right. Mm-hmm. You just throw it all day and pop it, and you just throw it against throw it the bank. Day. Eventually, you're going to yeah. catch a redfish, a flounder, baby, flounder, and a trout. Got... Oh, yeah. You know? It's a yep. deadly, deadly combination. It is a deadly combination. Yeah, and you can change it up. You can always have one rigged up with a, you know, six to eight-inch leader, and you can have one rigged up with, like, a 24-inch leader so you can fish those different depths with two different rods, and you're... You know, you're targeting different areas. A lot of times, you know, them trout might pull back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it's, yeah, uh, that's cool. It's a real easy fishery. So these guys that maybe want to come in 
that are that are bass fishermen and like you know oh, I don't know I'm saltwater and stuff. It's like you know yeah. I mean I'm I'm seeing stuff. I'm fishing bass tournaments for the first time ever, and it's like oh geez you know in October it was one it was you know in in Gunnersville with frogs and then we were in <laughs> Lake Fork. I mean I'm sorry Lake Seminole in February early February and the, the trick was finesse fishing yep. with these little worms and then this past weekend in Lake Fork we were using I think what I heard a lot of people were using were the um. The, the jiggy – I keep calling them jiggy heads. I don't know, the football head yeah. thing yeah. with the worm, and it sticks up in the air. Yeah. Shaky, shaky head? Shaky head. Shaky, shaky head. head, and a lot of people were punching punch rigs like, through the grass, yeah, too. Like, oh, yeah. oh, shaky head. If yeah. only I knew what that was. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I use those for for trout a lot of time on the deep deep shell. It looks like a sand eel over here. We get a lot of sand eels over here, yeah. and I'll throw the DOA snake oil uh-huh. on, on the shaky head, jig head. And can slay the trout on them. Wow. Yeah. And I got so... I throw I throw a rock, white frog in the fall. Yeah. I got a white popping frog always on a rod when they're way up in that grass for the redfish. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's so much fun. <laughs> Down here in in some of those areas where the grass gets thick, I mean, right. it's basically, you know, Johnson weedless gold spoon. Right. You know, I mean that you have got to have one of those if you plan on fishing like Delacroix. Reggio, those yeah. areas in, in, in the, especially when you start getting close to that summer, the grass gets so thick and matted, you know, and I tell people that's like one of the easiest baits to fish with. You just throw oh, yeah. it out and reel it in. <laughs> yeah. We have some really cool ones. There's a company called Nacho Daddy Spoons and they make, uh, they're, they're molded, they're acrylic spoons with a rattle chamber. They got built in rattles. They're weedless, mm-hmm. but unlike the Johnson that are heavy, these things just flutter so sweet. They flutter. I'm gonna have to send you some. Yeah, I gotta check that out. It's got a little rattle in it. It's, it's got a little not, rattle chamber. They nacho daddy spoons. Hey, I want some money on them things. Uh, they got all. I'm they got a. They got a bone colored one with some red flake in it. Oh, that thing is money. They got a couple different sizes: quarter ounce, half ounce, three sixteenths. Yeah, we got, got we got a big one coming up in May, so it's it's a it's, it's a redfish and bass tournament. If you can believe it, we're fishing for both because the area that's pretty cool <laughs> is going to have yeah, it's a two redfish two bass tournament, and you're fishing the same area, and uh, I definitely want to try some of those spoons out in there. You know, uh, yeah. that's awesome. I'll get you if I I I'll actually send you a couple because I got I got quite a few of them. All right, so, yeah, I need to get you some of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's like fishing the Sabine River over here. You know, on the state line between. Uh, Texas, Louisiana, that's the same kind of fishery over there. Um, I fished a, a, a bass tournament over there back in the September of 2018. And, you know, when I was pre-fishing over there, throwing a black and blue uh, rage swimmer and, mm-hmm. and you know, set the hook. And I was like, oh, my, yeah, that's a solid bass. It's like a 26-inch redfish <laughs> ripping it in. You know, it's like, wow, wow, spotless for that matter. Like, sweet, oh. sweet, sweet. I said, because I knew they were up there. It was was a little further up river than I expected to find them because I was up at the I-10 bridge near there and they were, they were up there a good ways, but they said, nah, you know, we see them up here. We see them up way up river up here sometimes in some of the areas where I fish is, you know, beyond brackish already. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, they're adaptable. They're they're there. The bass have come. Like I said, I'll catch trout and then, you know, 200 yards down the bank, I'll catch a bass, you know, and it's just like, it's weird. (laughs) It is. It is. Yeah, it's really cool. So, um, man, we, man, it's already been like 41 minutes. We just rattling along here. We, so yeah, before, you start before talking start, fishing with somebody. <laughs> oh, I know. That's how it is. That's the one thing about doing these podcasts. I just 
I love to talk. So yeah. my wife's yeah. like, you could you could talk to the wall and, and the paint will fall off. You talk to it so long. <laughs> so, man, but uh, yeah, once again, man, I appreciate you coming on. I want to really, the main thing, what I really want to do is get on here and, you know, plug about the, the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing um, Club and everything. And I, But I, I wanted to plug, you know, that, that Fall and Tide Tournament. So um, let's talk about that right now. Like, get every, let everybody know what we got going on in October. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> this this was something um, I've been working on for a few months. And uh, I, I actually got in touch with, with Morgan, prominence with Hobie. And my dream has always been to fish the Hobie Worlds. Um, not so much just, you know, like we talked about earlier, just, just to be able to go one day and fish it and hang out with those yep. guys and, and meet some of these guys. Uh, and I said, you know, I don't stand a chance at all fishing these bass tournaments because Hobie had had a lot of their entries were in these bass tournaments last year. I said, there's no way I'm going to finish first in these. I've just, you know, I don't fish for bass enough and, and, and you know, it's just not going to happen. Um, now I don't, I don't really have any realistic expectations of finishing first at a saltwater tournament, but yeah, you know, <laughs> I have a, at least a shot, right? Cause I know oh, what yeah. I'm doing to yes. some extent there. <laughs> So I called Morgan. I said, look, you know, we um, we would very much like to be able to host something. I think we can make it a real special event. Um, I've been in contact with the with some of the um, the clubs in uh, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida. And uh, we'd like to do it like an annual thing and maybe even rotate sites where this year would be in Louisiana. Maybe next year be in Florida or one year in Alabama. You know, one one tournament dedicated to saltwater. Uh, to bring these guys in from all over the, you know, from all over the country, especially the South, that would come in. Now, you know, and so it took Morgan a little while. He 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 contacted people and he got back with me and said, "Look, it, it's a deal. As long as y'all do a CPR tournament, you know, we're good." So right now we're going through all the, um, um, uh, basically the rules and trying to figure out what we're going to do. And we know it's a CPR tournament. It's mm-hmm. it's going to be October twenty fourth, twenty twenty, in Grand Isle, Louisiana. It's a one day tournament. Um, the redfish, we do know that it's going to be a slam, which is going to be your, your longest length of flounder, trout, and redfish. Now, we are going to cap the length of the redfish and simply because we don't want everybody going out and catching 40, 45-inch bull reds. Yes. Okay? Right. We want it to be where you're staying in the marsh, you're really focused, and what you're trying to get, say if the redfish is 30 inches, uh, the, the cap limit would be, I don't know if it's 30 or 31, we haven't decided yet, but you want to try to get as close as you can to 30. Well, the right. way the redfish run over here... It's like you get a lot of them at 28. You know, 27 is the limit. You can keep one over 27, but 27 is generally the limit. You get a lot of them at 28, and then they seem to just skip three inches and start going at 32, right? So (laughs) 30, 31, it's going to be difficult to find that redfish right there. The trout, the flounder, obviously. um, The trout, I think everybody's going to have a good time with the trout. October is going to be a great time of the year to fish. Flounder is going to be the key. Um, Mm -hmm. Flounder are a little bit more difficult to catch in Louisiana, uh, other than like like Texas and like Charles even and some of these other states yes. that have these really good sandy areas, uh, yeah. so last year we had a pretty good flounder flounder uh, caught as far as the numbers, but um so we do things a little bit differently uh, in our tournaments. Um, you know attending the Hobie Bass Opens, it's very different because you have uh, basically AJ McWhorter and you have Kevin Nakata and those guys and they are traveling to states that they don't mm-hmm. live in. And they don't have a big support group, and they do a great job of getting this stuff together, you know. Yes. But it's really just a couple of guys over there. Right. We have a group. I mean, you know, yes. we have 40 or 50 guys that'll come out and spend their time setting everything up. And so, 
are we get down there we may get down there on Wednesday um, and just start getting things ready we uh, we usually have an informal gathering on Thursday where it's like a potluck and everybody's bringing food and cooking oh cool yeah and then on Friday though we we serve dinner and we have these guys uh, used to be the golden girls it was a group of older guys that cooked and now it's the uh, the little rascals but they do a pastalaya that's to die for it's like oh, a jambalaya, but with, jambalaya pasta. with pasta. Yes, sir. Exactly. It <laughs> is fantastic. My, my buddy Eric Stacy leads it up. He does a phenomenal job cooking. We do salad and bread and all this other stuff. Oh, Typically cool. on our Saturdays, when we catch the fish and we weigh them, we normally do a big fish fry. Um, but this year, because it's going to be a CPR tournament, we're right. probably just going to have it catered. Uh, so those members will be served dinner. The people who are in the tournament will be served dinner Friday and Saturday night. So that's uh, part of part of the entry fee. Oh yeah, that's you get all fed free. two nights, and that's down in uh in Grand, Grand Isle. It's gonna be in at, Grand Isle, Louisiana, Brid, Bridgeside Marina. Yeah, and so there, Bridgeside like has cabins. There's RV spots. Uh, there's rooms. You've got a. Oh, it, it, I tell you, if if you're coming in town from out of town, and you got a group of guys. October is kind of off season for Grand Isle as far as the fishery. It's, it's really uh-huh. a summertime thing. You can rent camps out there, cheap. Like, you oh, know, wow. you can get them $150 and sleep, you know, a night and sleep like 10 guys. So I would encourage people to go on there and look at like Airbnbs or, or VRBO or something like that. Um, I'm so looking at it, my schedule right now. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm telling you, I already took the days off of work. I, I've got, I'm, uh, I'm off that weekend. <laughs> you're going to want to come down early and, and fish because it's look, it's going to be you in. You're going to be able to fish from Basons Marina all the way down to Grand Isle. And um, we do a podcast. It's called Off the Water. Uh, that, that I do and it's on YouTube and you can check it out, but we are going to be doing those podcasts that are going to be talking about each of the areas to fish and each of the launches and oh. baits to use. Cause at the end of the day, as much as I would love to, 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 to win and, and qualify the Hobie worlds as a tournament director, I really want everybody to come down and have a good time. Yes, and I really like for the people to come down and say, wow, that Bayou coast, they throw on a hell of an event. So one of the other things you're going to get when you enter the tournament uh, first, the entry fee is probably going to be under hundred dollars, you know, so it's going to be a good deal because you're going to get two, you're going to get dinner Friday night and Saturday night. The other thing yeah. you get is a captain's bag, and this year, I mean, uh, typically our captain's bag is going to include a T-shirt. Like for instance, I've got this shirt on. Yeah. I don't know if you can kind of see it, but you you'll get this one, or it's going to be a long sleeve shirt, performance shirt. Cool. You're going to get a bunch of different baits. Um, our sponsors, you'll probably get, if I had to guess, ten to twelve dollars at least of baits in your bag plus a $15 shirt, plus anything else that, that some of our sponsors oh, want to yeah. put up. You know, um, I understand that Hobie may have donated some swag recently. That's going to be pretty cool. So that's Sweet. that's probably going to go in the bags as well. Um, and then on top of that all, uh, we have the, the, the one-day entry, I mean the one-day tournament. Yep. And the big thing is, is that when we have the meeting, right, there's multiple categories. Typically our categories are slam, which is your three fish. Plus your big trout, big speck, and big flounder. And we pay, I think it was 10 places on slam and maybe five or six places on the other ones, depending on the number of people that enter. Are, so are those 20... separate pots or that's yes. included in it? Separate, oh, separate. Separate, separate pots. No, 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 you... no, no. It's all included. It's included in the entry. Oh, nice. But these are different categories that you can place right. in. So say oh, cool. you caught a big trout, but you couldn't catch your flounder or your redfish, you know. Yes. Um, now, those are typically prizes instead of cash, yes. but – they're good prizes. I mean, it could be, you know, like a Lawrence or it, it could, could be, be a, like $200 a or something set up, yeah. yep. you know. 
So yeah. we do those. This year it's going to be a little different because it's a CPR, so we're not sure, but we are going to have separate categories for these other fish. Um, so, the, But the big thing is, is when everybody comes back for the weigh-in, you know, we do the weigh-in and we'll, we'll do the award ceremony. Uh, everybody's eating dinner. Um, you know, there's a, a there's a bar there at, at Bridgeside, and so people can can have drinks. They can bring an ice chest and whatever they want to do. We, we certainly encourage people to stay on site, especially if they're going to be having a few drinks um, and just having a good time. So we get rolling. We'll do the uh, the award ceremony. We dinner. We'll do the award ceremony. Get out in there. We we award the uh, um, the, the Dogri Award for the person who did the stupidest thing. At the tournament, um, you know, we get nominations and we do that. It could be falling in the water. It could be losing the paddle, whatever. But then the big thing that, that after all of this happens, we do a big raffle. And this is how the club makes a lot of the money to support it. So everybody can buy raffle tickets. Now, the raffle's not free, but you can buy raffle tickets. And I mean to tell you, we give away $200 ice chest, fish bags, rods and reels, Orion cookers, I mean, the sponsors that give us is we, we. I mean, we've got some pretty big sponsors: Cabela's, Bass Pro Shop, Berkeley, uh, Backpacker, you know, uh, Pack and Paddle, Hobie, all this great stuff. Um, oh, Pack and Paddle hooks y'all up, huh? Pack and Paddle's awesome. actually Pack and Paddle's actually sponsoring our um, our uh, our championship series. So oh, they're the ones yeah. in conjunction with Native that are donating the kayak for the championship. Uh, Backpacker normally sponsors are and, and Backpackers of Mountain Rouge. Our fall yes. inside of Patapalooza tournaments. So, and um, typically speaking, I don't know what the prizes are this year, but for the last, as long as I can remember, the last few years, first place is typically speaking a brand new Hobie Pro Angler. Okay. Wow. So that's $3,500, $4,000 now. Yes. You know, I don't know if we're getting a 360 or not. Um, I would love it if we got a 360. <laughs> Could but, be. you know, Look, you can't bitch about getting a brand new, you know, pro angler. No, Second you can't. place is typically speaking a um, a brand new Hobie Outback, and these are the slam categories. Everything after that is is, is cash right. uh, to 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 the to the people that place. In addition to that, something that we're doing just for this tournament, whoever wins the tournament and decides to go, if you won, well, one, the big news is obviously, if you win the tournament, you automatically qualify for the Hobie Worlds. That's yes. the big thing this year. However, if first place for some reason decides they don't want to go to Hobie Worlds, okay, uh, for whatever reason, maybe they've been before, maybe they just can't get off or, or whatever, new kid on the way, something like that, it would fall to second place and so on and so oh, on. Oh, cool. So it's going to roll down. Okay. It'll roll down, right. It'll roll down. Um, I don't suspect it would roll down too far, but too it'll far. roll down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, what we're doing is, is that the person who wins and decides to go to the Hobie Worlds we are going to provide $2,000 in cash oh, in addition God. to their regular prize to help them fund them to Hobie Worlds. So they oh, can man. pay for their travel, their hotel, and all that stuff, up to $2,000. So because we, we really want is for someone to not be able to go because they can't afford it, right? Right. I mean, if they yeah, came that, in, that's, they want this That's a big thing right there, man. So yeah. I'm, I'm calling out all my Texas anglers out here. We need to have a presence over here at this Fall and Tide tournament because um, I know I will be there. I am not missing this one. <laughs> you guys, I mean, look, y'all, y'all got to plan, start planning now. Come down, y'all yes. are gonna have a great time. I mean, call me up. I will tell you guys where to launch at, what you're looking for, you know, lures that we use. 
at the end of the day, I want everybody to come. Because look, here's the thing. Even if we don't host it next year, y'all are going to have such a good time. You can say, I want to go back for Patapalooza because we have a similar tournament yeah. in April. Patapalooza, same place, same fishery. It's a different time of the year, so it's a little bit different. Um, but we get 250 people at that tournament, you know. We'll, we'll uh, plug that one. What's the date on this one? That's coming up in April. So what, what's yes. that one, Paul? Long? That one's Patapalooza. It's April. Hang on, I'll tell you. I got it on my calendar. Um, <laughs> let's see. Because I already took off for it. <laughs> April uh, 25th. 25th. April Sweet. 25th, 2020. Um, that, is a, that is a fun time. I mean, both of them are, are just great times. Y'all are going to come down. You're probably going to know some people. I mean, we get oh yeah, we get people from all over the United We get Texas, Alabama, Florida, Mississippi. All those people come down. I've had commitments from guys that are going to be fishing our Fallen Tide tournament. Um, from South Carolina, I think a guy from Colorado, uh, Utah, that oh, have already sweet. said they're going to be coming down. Oh, I'm, and, I'm, I'm in like Flynn, buddy. Boy, I, my days fall off perfect, so I'm good. <laughs> you, you, you're going to have – look, and here's the great thing about it. When you're pre-fishing – You'd be able to keep your fish. Now, for, now for you, I mean, you catch speckled trout and redfish anyway, yeah. right? A lot of these guys coming in that may be used to fishing for bass and stuff like right. that, you can come in, you keep your fish if you want. You'd be able to sit there and clean them bring, and go back home and bring back some speckled trout fillets, redfish fillets, et cetera. And um, especially with the trout, I don't think you have to worry about, ooh, that trout may be there tomorrow, so I better right. put them back. <laughs> uh, well, there's, probably, there's probably some restaurants there that you take them and they'll cook them for you. <laughs> so we have some, yeah no we, they got some good restaurants in Grand Isle um but again you know with with us feeding you guys Friday and Saturday you probably right right you probably won't have to do too much cooking that sounds like a plan right there I'm gonna tell yeah. you that right now yeah so, I'm not yeah. hoping I understand Hobie's gonna have some guys down as well um I don't know who it is yet I'm hoping I've been I've been talking to AJ and I hope he can make it down and some of these uh, other bass guys uh, I'm encouraging Brian them to- Nelly Jason Broach I'd like to see some of them guys come over um I've had them both on the podcast those guys are both Solid fresh and saltwater anglers. I'd like to see some of them guys come over. Matt yeah. Van, I'm sure he'll be over. I'm, I want to have him on here one of these days. Matthew Van, I'm sure he'll be there. Brandon Barton, I know those guys are coming in for sure. Yep. Well, you know, there'll be some sticks there for sure. I can guarantee you. Look, that. there are going to be some some world class <laughs> anglers there. But I always look at this tournament. I'll be honest with you. I kind of look at it as like the World Series of Poker, right? Right. Where you can be kind of a rookie and realistically you're only looking for three fish right yes, and it's, it's a yes. one-day event and your redfish is capped if you can find a nice flounder because some of these guys are great fishermen sure but i tell you what if you can't find that flounder it's all over i mean because that's 12 inches you're not weighing right. in right there yeah. if you if you can find that flounder you got a shot yes. right anybody's got a shot if you can find that flounder so that's what makes this tournament great because i think this one more than anything else is going to give average Joe the chance to come in mm-hmm. and, and qualify for the Hobie Worlds where maybe they couldn't do it, you know? I mean, so is, is there is there a minimum length on the flounder to measure I being this CPR, 8 inches or 12? Probably, or? probably going to be 12, I think. 12. It may be 11. I have to double check. Okay. We usually have a minimum length. It's either 11 or 12. Um, I always have to go back and double check. So and the, tra- uh, the trout minimum will be 15, uh, trout, 14? 12. 12. 12-inch yeah, okay. trout. I'm thinking – over here yeah yeah no inches. no it's gonna be 12 inch trout and the redfish i think again i think the redfish will probably be capped at 30 or 31 inches um okay. which would be good and look for some of these guys that, that have never caught bull reds before in october <laughs> you're That's in the, the marsh prime, it's a prime time you're in the marsh throwing a top water you, you would not be you're gonna go on a, on a, on a sleigh ride, a sleigh ride. You know? yep and it'll yes, be 
it's one of those those kind of bucket list things when you catch yes. a, a a 40 inch bull red 30 35 pound redfish top and water. he's top water and he's pulling you down you're gonna have a good time you know oh, it's, it's a blast even get if you ready, catch nothing else that'll be, right. that'll be your your ticket highlight right. of the trip right there mm-hmm. yes sir well cool man well thinking about packing paddle um mm-hmm. i know they got a uh, uh beer and gears coming up here in a couple weeks they do and actually we've yeah, got john yeah I, I think i'm coming over there really i think i'm think i'm i'm supposed to fish a tournament on rayburn the seventh but yeah. i think i'm bailing and, and coming to packet paddle with my territory sales manager and one of the other guys from texas is gonna come over i know we got some people down in point of shame um so i might be coming over to fish one day and then heading to the beer and gear so yeah that's, talking about that I, i'm excited because i heard that's a blast too it is <laughs> we're gonna have a booth there and actually we've got john williams with pack and paddle on our podcast next week next tuesday oh, he's, so he's going to uh, plug the plug the uh beer and gear huh he's coming on to talk about beer and gear absolutely absolutely so i know yeah, he's, yeah so there's an off offshoot chance that i might i may be there you need to go up, uh, Tyler Caldwell. I'll put you in touch with him. You need, you need to go up to our booth and talk to Tyler. I think Josh Thompson, our club president, will be up there. Um, so, yeah, I hear it's a real good time. I'm supposed to be moving into my new house. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> so I'd be there, you know. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, well, cool deal, man. Well, once again, man, I thank you for coming on on the podcast with me and chatting all about a good thing y'all got going over there with uh, Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, man. It, it seems like. Y'all got y'all got it down, man. Y'all got a lot of good members that, that support the kayak fishing community. Y'all got a lot of events. Seems like y'all give back. So, man, I'm I'm stoked to some of these events coming up, and, and I appreciate you taking the time tonight to come on come on the pa- um the the podcast with me, man. I appreciate it a lot. Dustin, man, I, I tell you what, I really appreciate the invite coming on here and being able to talk about the club. Uh, you know, I, I got to give a lot of credit to the guys that were there before me that started this thing. Uh, I, you know, they started out with 30, 30 or forty guys. And now we're in the thousands, really, on Facebook and wow. stuff. And, yeah, you know, awesome. hosting Hobie World events, and it's it's phenomenal. Um, I'd really like to have you on my podcast and off the water, have oh, you talk about Texas fishery and stuff like that. You know, yeah, I, I can do that. I'm I, down for you, that, man. I feel like we we may have some more conversation in us that that we I can spill so. over to that. Oh, I can I can still go, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel all the time. It's like, man, it's put yeah. on an hour. Wait, this is is. I don't know. I, I listen to podcasts all the time because I'm on, I'm on the road nonstop, yep. man. I'm always going somewhere. So it, and it, it's definitely taking the place of the music. When I, You know, I listen to music here and there. I do love my music. Mm-hmm. But, man, once I found out about kayak fishing podcasts and how many there were out there, actually, I was like, man, this is actually pretty cool. Yeah. So, you know, I, I was listening to them a long time before I was approached to start doing my own. And I was like, man, I, you know, yeah, I do talk to the wall. I can talk to anybody. So. So it's a good it's a good deal, man. So yeah, I'd be stoked to come on too, man. So absolutely, we're gonna get you set up here. We're gonna get, set, you set we'll up. get it set up on that. So yeah, man. Once again, thanks a ton for coming on, everybody. Uh, don't forget, check it out. Um, you can go on Facebook, Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. Um, they actually have a website too. Yeah. Right. Correct. Yeah. If you go on to uh, bckfc.org, uh, you, you can actually go on there. Um, if you click on the the the, Bayou, the Fallen Tide World Hobie World Qualifier event, you can put in your email address, and what we'll be doing is we're going to be emailing updates as, uh, as like you know when registration's opening, you know any important you know announcements in that regard. Uh, so you know you can do that. Um, we're on Facebook. Uh, most of our, almost all of our tournaments are open to anybody. So if you guys want to come in for for Patapalooza, we have Trout Challenge in March. We've got a couple of redfish tournaments coming up. We got a tournament coming up in, in Pointe in September, you know, uh, that'll be a redfish tournament over there. So 
we got a lot going on. Love to have you guys come down here. I'd be yes. more than happy to um, to show you guys around. Uh, I may not be the best guide, but I can at least take you, you know, to where I think the fish are, and we can have are. a good time together. Right you know, on, so. man. Sweet. Well, everybody, y'all hear that? Open invitation right there. Sean's a guide. He's going to take us out. I'll take you out. Well, cool, man. Well, hey, I hope everybody enjoyed this segment tonight. You know, once again, uh, wouldn't this wouldn't be possible without you guys, the listeners. So, you know, give us a like. Uh, uh, Give us a good reviews. Share this on your platforms as, as you can. Um, help us spread the word of this, this kayak fishing community that is great. And uh, we thank you all for tuning in. And until next time, later. Peace. Woo. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N and fin.com. Also check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the paddle and fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. to go like just full-blown redneck on these fish this is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here from the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters enjoy the best fishing panama city beach has to offer during chasing the sun sundays at 9 30 a.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment